Joining us for this hour of the AM 1160, the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. Again, the number 470-508-1160. We're speaking today with the director of Chinaclo in America, Albino Aranyo, as well as his wife, Joyce, as well as several other folks joining us who have been through this amazing program, Kevin, Mitch, and Rich. I'll start with you, Albino. Thank you for being here for the Spirit Drive. Thank you. So tell us how you got involved, or even before that, you give us an explanation. What is Chinaclo? Chinaclo, I would call it, is a place to helping people that they come with struggling life. And, uh, you know, through the gift of faith, finding God in our life and transforming lives. So is it more than drug addiction? Could it be yes. struggling in other areas as well? Yes, I would say... We have a, in these times and moment also a lot of people they don't have directions in life. They are searching, uh, they are looking, or they don't know really what to do in their own life. Mm. You know, that are lost but without even having an addiction, but just sad, unhappy, especially the youth today. We see that. And so, Chenacolo, really, the school of life can help to really finding your own directions, finding, the, finding God first. And second, also to really give directions in life and to, to be able to, to live life because life is good. Life needs to be lived. We have so many people that are depressed, anxious. Uh, you know, they deal with so many, so much in society, the pressure. And instead, we need the simplicity of comunitacionacolo. And really, kind of, you go back to, to, back to the basics. Do you, think, do you think with a lot yeah. of people who show up looking for, um, they're struggling with life, right. and you just said, you know, the comfort of simplicity. Right. That's a really interesting phrase. What does that even mean when I'm sitting here and with a... Uh, Simpli- simplicity means that going, we are completely unplugged. Yeah. Uh, it's got a remount of life that is based on praying, rosary, we start the day with the rosary. And then there is like the schedule of the day is like a working eight hours a day, uh, living a... a Friendship, living together, you're not alone, you're not on the phone all the time, and you really, you can really develop uh, the person that you are without being having the pressure of the society on you. Mm. And also, uh, work, friendship, uh, uh, faith, prayer, really gives you go back to basics. You go back in the, in your life. So, someone who is going through some difficulties, struggling in life, that they are are seeking some help, they're seeking some hope. In the last hour when we were speaking with Brenda and Doug, they talked about how someone might go about seeking out help through right. Chinaclo. Joyce, can you maybe speak on that a little bit of what, what is the process that people would go through to find help and hope through Chinaclo? What do they need to do? Well, basically, look at our website, uh, which, uh, as you all have mentioned, is hopereborn.org. That's hopereborn.org. Uh, read the entire website so you get just kind of a very simple uh, overview of Chenacolo, of Comunita Chenacolo. And then at the end of reading all of it, uh, search for the Servant of Hope in your area of the country, your geographic area. Uh, and then from that point, make a contact with that person. Uh, usually you're invited then to come to a first Saturday meeting where all our families gather monthly uh, to walk their own parallel journey 
with their son or daughter who is in community, but they're walking that parallel journey outside in the world. Um, and then from that, from that initial conversation with the Servant of Hope for that region, if it looks like it's a fit, then the Servant of Hope passes them on to Albino, who would set them up for three days of orientation, uh, coming to visit the community from 9 a.m. till 5 p.m. to live the day with the guys or the girls. And then normally after that, again, if it seems like it's a fit, uh, they're given a, an entry date hmm. with between four to six, you know, actually two to six weeks usually. And it's just, it, you know, it sounds so simple when you outline it like that, but I could imagine families thinking, my goodness, this sounds like this is going to change everything that we know going forward. But that's not necessarily a, a bad thing, I would think. Could you talk a little bit about that, Albino? What, what, should, what should families expect? I mean, there's an orientation, but then going after that, what's life like? What, for the family, you're saying? For, for the family as well as for the person who, who goes into Chinaclo in this new school of life. Well, well for sure, it's a, it's, a, it's a shock. It's a shock for the person that comes to the Chinaclo because all of a sudden, you know, you don't have your own freedom anymore. Hmm. You know, you are entering into a life of the community and, you know, it's a, it's a completely radical change of your own life. And there is not like a, the... You, you are beginning, you are removed from the society, and you are into a nice place, simple, mm. the simplicity of life, working, waking up at six o'clock all of a sudden, you know, the, the first day. <laughs> I can see the picture of many of the guys that are here present. The first day in community is like, a, you are like a, a fish outside the water, you know? <laughs> but also, but then you see, you know, there is the struggle, the first week, the first month, and then you see that the life is blossoming. Mm. All of a sudden, you know, you see the people that are beginning to smile. Mm. Maybe they didn't smile for a month, or maybe they didn't say a word for a month or so. Some people are so shut down, so close, so unhappy, so empty, you know? And then all of a sudden, you see like a flower that begins to bloom, you know? And then you, see, you begin to see life in a different perspective. You begin to see the colors in a different perspective than before. And so it's just, a, for me, is one of the, the best things to see. Because I see that life, it kind of it kind of comes back up, you know? It's so beautiful to see that. We're speaking right now with Albino and Joyce Arano. Uh, Albino is the director of Chinaclo in America. You can find the website at hopereborn.org. I'm Greg Willits. You're listening to the AM 1160, The Quest's Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. The number is 470-508-1160. As I said, we also have three gentlemen uh, here in the studio with us who have been in directly impacted by Chinaclo. And I said at the beginning of this hour that if we get the opportunity to ring the bell, particularly if we get a new founding member of the Quest, that one of these guys, they all have to fight over who gets to ring the bell. But we just had an anonymous donor call in in honor of Chinaclo. They paid $3,600 on the spot in honor of Chinaclo. An anonymous donor just called in. And so, guys, I, I mean, this this is a huge deal. Pointing to Kevin. Kevin, you get to ring the bell. Ring the bell. Well, way to go. Thank you so much. So now here's the challenge. We still have Mitch and Rich didn't get to ring the bell, so we need two more new founding members to call in so they get their chance as well. Or if we get five people on the line in a row, maybe you'd like to sponsor the Quest in their honor. Again, 
These are the kinds of stories you're not going to hear anywhere else on the radio in Metro Atlanta. You can call in right now, 470-508-1160. And to whoever you are, to that anonymous donor, thank you so much for your generosity. As well as thank you to David, who called in, donated $200. Marie donated $30. Lucy's called in, donated $20. So again, it's not necessarily a matter of how much you donate it's the fact that you're willing to help support this in whatever way you can we understand not everyone can give thirty six hundred dollars but please prayerfully consider giving what you can to continue this work of catholic radio in the metro atlanta area again the number is four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty this is the am eleven sixty the quest atlanta family strong spirit drive all donors today are going to be receiving a prayer card of the holy family with a wonderful prayer for our children our monthly donors they truly are the lifeblood of this station they keep the station running they're the heart and soul of the quest and we are so thankful to all of you monthly donors maybe you want to be a monthly donor twenty dollars a month or more that'll make you a member of our saint gabriel society and by becoming a member of the saint gabriel society that represents our truly our sustaining members we're so blessed because of the donations that we've received we've been able to furnish a chapel here at the station we've been able to buy the equipment that we need to be able to continue not only the work of the quest but growing the work of the quest to help us to grow even more so and to be able to do more local programming like what you're hearing right now during this am 1160 the quest atlanta family strong spirit drive now i want to hear from some of these gentlemen who are joining us today who have been impacted in some way by Chinaclo. Kevin, I'm going to start with you since you're directly across from me. You pick the unlucky seat and uh, have to stare at my mug. All, these other two guys, they get blocked by the microphone, so they don't, they don't have to look at me. But Kevin, maybe share a little bit about your story and how Chinaclo became a part of your life. Um, yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Um, five years ago, six years ago in 2013, um, I was arrested for my third DUI, and um, I, was, I was taken to jail, and that night I... Just happened to be in jail with a guy that I was an altar server with uh, <laughs> 10 or 15 years previously. He went his way in life. I went my way in life, and uh, I ran into him again in, in jail. He told me about community, and when he told me about it, I knew that it was an answer to my prayer. I knew that I needed God in my life to change, but I had not been willing to, to make any steps or to, wow. to seek God out. And uh, I had to stay in jail for a year and a half. Um, I wrote Albino a letter while I was in jail, and— uh, Afterwards, I came and I did the orientation that they spoke of. And after the orientation, I decided that um, I was not going to come to community. Um, I just I wasn't willing to to give up my freedom after having a small taste of freedom. Yeah. And in hindsight, now uh, I realize that I've I've received my freedom from community that I never had. But for ten months, uh, life went on and it it just got worse. And then I I finally um, I believe that Mary interceded in my life and I I decided to call Albino and he gave me a a chance to come to community, and that was four years ago. And uh, commun- the way that community has impacted my life is I'm just so thankful for it. It's uh it saved my life from a physical addiction. There's I mean there's no doubt in my mind I would be dead or in jail if I had not come to community, and is I'm joyful today. I can laugh and smile and, and do all these things that I couldn't do before. And I understand what it means to have true friends and, and to just have a, a discipline and to to want to wake up every day and to start my day with prayer, to pray the rosary, to choose to go to adoration and to to see what's in front of me and to, to tackle it and not, not run away from anything. I found a, a confidence in myself. And um, for the, the first time that I can remember in my life, I feel that 
I'm trusted, you know, by whether it's Joyce or Albino or the the brothers that I live with in the house, I, and that's something that I didn't have before due to the decisions that I made. So it's it's been nothing but a positive impact on my life. That's amazing. You know, it's it's so interesting hearing stories like that because when you think about, okay, you're an altar server at one point, but we also know that I've heard the story millions of times. People say, well, you know, I went to Catholic school through eighth grade. I was an altar server. And so I know all about the Catholic church, but I'm no longer Catholic anymore. And they, they walk away from the faith. Where was your faith at that point when, when you were doing, I mean, was God there? Was Jesus in your life? Or, or when you were in the midst of the, the height of your addiction, was he just very far gone from you? Um, I, w- I would say that I, I still maintained some form of faith. Um, surely I was not a, a model practicing Catholic. Um, you know, I, I did go to private school in eighth grade. I was an altar boy. I wanted to be a priest growing up. I, wow. I told everybody that I wanted to be a priest. And um, when I, I would just say that I, I was not happy with, with my family life at home. And uh, I, I felt that I didn't really relate to my family and that I was different from them. And I, and uh, I sought happiness in, in other people that had come from broken homes like myself, and I, I felt that I was able to relate to them. Hmm. And faith was not something that we shared. And so I, as time went on, I slowly I chose them over my family more more often than not. And it, it got to the point I only went to Mass on Sunday. It was just to make my mom happy. And then when I was old enough really to to get to the point where I had to choose it for myself, I, I didn't choose it, and I, I slowly lost it. How old were you, Kevin, when you were in jail? Um, the first time I was 19 and it, or 17, and it was really off and on from 17 to 24. I was probably in jail more than I was not in jail, wow. unfortunately. Wow. And most of it was alcohol-related? Uh, yes, mostly alcohol and, yeah. and drugs. And so now that, that you, you went through, Chidacle, if I understand, and I'll be, you know, maybe you can clarify, the, the program itself is about three years in length, but then many Minim- people will continue as a servant afterwards. Yeah, the the program itself that we is not even a program, yeah, yeah. It, but its minimum is three years. But also, we are not like after the three years you are out yeah. immediately, because we are not looking how much it costs a person in community. We are a completely different approach. We live in divine providence. We don't know how much it costs a person to be in community or not. We don't even know because that's what, that is not on us. It's more we trust in God in what we do, and we are not worried about all of it. Hmm. But in the meantime, we see that some people, maybe three years is enough. Some, they want to do more, or they want to serve. They want to give back. And also, we have a possibility to go to the missions. We have houses in South America, in Africa, where they can go and serve. In, uh, we have missions for children, abandoned children. Or some, they want to be helping other young men that are in community because you have received life and you give back your life. Mm. I was one of them, too. You know, I entered in community. It's not like I am the director of Cenacolo. I didn't study for any of it. I was a member of Cenacolo. And I received life through the community and through God. And I gave back. And also, I was able to change my life. I knew I used drugs for many years. So inside of me, the hope has always been for everyone because they said, if I was able to change, I think also other people can do it. Many people can do it. Because I remember who I was, and now I know very well who I am. Mm. You know, And through the, the gift of the community, I became who I am now. So... That is the beauty, you know, there is not like the timeline, but also, and also there is not a rush. Nothing goes too fast. Hmm. 
is not only just removing the substance from a person, because you detox in a week or a month, you can be detoxed completely, mm. but it's changing what's inside. What is the reason why you're doing that? And also feeling the void that the drugs is going to leave you. And feeling the void and be happy for who you are without trying to transform or change or, or injecting or bringing or, or taking. But you need to learn how to be happy in your own skin, to be happy who you are. And with God, is possible. The website is HopeReborn.org, where you can find out more information about Communitas Nakalo. It's an amazing organization helping people find hope where hope was lost. Again, HopeReborn.org. We're speaking right now in studio during the AM 1160 The Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive with our guests for this hour, Albino and Joyce Aranjo, who are Albino is the director of Chinaclo in America, as well as three gentlemen who have been impacted in a very direct way by the work of Chinaclo. If you know someone who is struggling in life through addiction or other areas, visit the website, hopereborn.org. This, this idea of Communita Chinaclo, this community of the cynical, or it's oftentimes simply called the community. It's something that is truly bringing hope to people who are struggling in life. Right now, we just need two more pledges in order for us to be able to ring the bell again in the, uh, this hour of the Spirit Drive for the Quest Atlanta during our Family Strong Spirit Drive. Or we need another founder to call in, making that pledge of $100 a month for three years. That goes in such a long direction in helping us to provide this kind of content that you're not going to get anywhere else. Again, the phone number is 470 470- 508-1160 here on AM 1160. The Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. I'm expecting to see many more miracles this afternoon as we're continuing. I love the fact, Albino and Joyce, as we've been talking, it's because I've done the same thing as what I keep seeing the two of you do without even realizing it, I think. I, I honestly don't think you two realized that you both did something just since we started talking. You both just reached into your pocket and somehow your rosaries magically appeared in your hands without you even realizing it. I love the fact that you said you start the day with the rosary. Joyce, could you talk about about that a little bit? As someone with a, a great love of the rosary, that I want to hear from you, Joyce, of, of why is that such an important part of the day? Well, Mother Elvira, the foundress, always has had a, a profound devotion to our Blessed Mother hmm. and knows that she truly loves her children and guides her children and leads them to the heart of her son. So she fashioned the community uh, really after the novitiate in the convent uh, herself uh, and wanted the, the guys and the girls to experience the reality of the power of the rosary. So she uh, begins with a rosary and the guys can tell you uh, uh, every morning, uh, bell rings at 6.15, wake up and uh, the, the normal day is uh, get up, shave, and 6.15 on your knees before mm. the Blessed Sacrament mm. in, the, in the chapel to pray a rosary. Mitch, uh, you're joining us here in studio as well. How long have you been involved with Chinaclo? A little over two years. Yeah. So the rosary, how was that? Was that a part of your life before Chinaclo? Uh, no, sir, it was not. So, <laughs> so was it a bit of a surprise when that became a part of your life? It, it was. It definitely was. Um, <laughs> It was a. Uh, it was something really. It was new to me. Um, I mean, I did pray the rosary with my mom uh, growing up, uh, but not very often. And to me, it was always. You know, it was an inconvenience. I mean, even though it was only fifteen minutes or just a decade of the rosary in the car, it was something I never really enjoyed. But um, coming to community and, and like Joyce was saying, every morning, 
I know we wake up at six o'clock, then yeah, you have 15 minutes, so you better get right out of bed and, and get ready for the uh, the chapel to, to pray the rosary. And uh, I mean, every morning for two years, I've prayed the rosary, um, and we pray it three times a day. I'll tell you more about that, but uh, every morning we pray the rosary, and uh, I can really say that it's changed my life a lot, just waking up and, and being in the chapel. Um, we have the, the Eucharist in our house, so it's a, a moment of adoration for us, and uh, we pray the rosary, and uh, just the, it's the best way to start the day. Um, I really, um, it always, it brought me peace, you know, in the, in the morning that the sun comes into the chapel, and it's just a really, it's a really peaceful moment, it's a calm moment, you're there with everyone in the house, you know, we're all together, it's, it's the way we start the day, and it, uh, it really, it's, uh, and our, our, uh, Mother Alvira, the, the founder of our community, she called it the heartbeat of community, uh, the three rosaries we pray a day, because we really form our, our day around it, no matter what we do, and, uh, it's just, um, it really, it's, it's brought me a lot of peace to my life, a lot of joy. It's, it's really strengthened my relationship with our Lord and, and with Mary. I um, you know something that I pray for often is, is for a, a stronger relationship with them and uh, also for peace and joy. You know, something I really struggle with is, is just having, you know, inner peace. You know, I was really, you know, emotionally torn in my life and with my addiction. And uh, the rosary is really what I think has, has done the most healing for that. Really? Yes, sir. Well, why? What, I mean, what? Because I, again, I just I love rosary stories. Number one, but number two, how has that just saying these prayers? How has that brought direct healing into your life? I don't know if I can really give you a, a you know a concrete answer to that, but I just uh, you know I know that that these prayers you know is something inside myself that I feel that that it really helps and you know, all the things that I've struggled with you know I struggle with my anger I struggle with being selfish you know, I struggle with uh, just a lot of things you know interacting with the people that I live with you know I'm not a I'm not a, an angel you know I don't any, none of us are but. Um, all these things are, are things that I've I've been taught to turn to prayer with. You know, it's not something I I know I can do on my own. You know, and and just uh, all these things I pray for. You know, I pray for strength every morning. We pray for an end of our selfishness, which yeah. we pray the the third mystery of the the joyful mysteries for the nativity, as end of our selfishness. Mm. And uh, just all these things that that I've put into prayer, I've really started to see in my time in community that they've uh, there. You know, there's a real uh, a change. You know, I can see in myself. It's slow. You know, it's a, it's a gradual thing, but in these past two years, I can I can definitely say that I've seen a change for, you know, everything that I've I've been praying for. You were telling me beforehand, uh, you're an Atlanta native. Yes, sir. You came from Atlanta. You're wearing a Bulldogs t-shirt yes, right sir, now. Yes, I am. You Bulldog fan? <laughs> yes. You Atlanta fan? Yes, sir. A Falcons fan? I am. See, and you're sitting there talking about selfishness, and and now I'm going to have to reach into my pocket because you you you're saying something that's near and dear to my heart. And I just finished making this Atlanta Falcons Georgia Bulldog rosary a couple oh weeks ago, gosh. and that has a uh, crucifix on it, blessed by Pope Benedict, and a medal blessed by Pope Benedict, and that's yours now. So uh, you you gave me a lesson in, so, in not being selfish right that's now. Amazing, thank so, you very so much. Thank you very much. For it. Well, I mean, that just uh, quite honestly, we just need someone else praying for the Falcons, and so I figured you needed a red, I agree with that. A, 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 a red and black rosary to help us. Out out as well thank you very so much so you're listening to the am 1160 the quest atlanta family strong spirit drive 470-508-1160 give us a call right now show your support for the good work of these folks maybe make a donation to the quest in honor of chinocolo you can visit the website hopereborn.org if you're enjoying this conversation as much as i am you're going to want to stick around we're going to continue in just a moment as we continue the am 1160 the quest atlanta family strong spirit drive on am 1160 the quest Hello, this is Father Martin Connor with the Legionaries of Christ and Regan Christie, and I want to just offer this prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of our Catholic faith, and we want this station, the quest, to touch many, many people, many souls that are searching for you. Help all of those involved to be discerning and to be great instruments 
of this work that you have raised up. We ask this always through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Quest presents Lesser Known Saints with Ken and Chuck. Tell us about St. Alexis of Rome. Born in the late 4th century, Alexis was the son of a wealthy Roman senator who, along with his wife, were very charitable Christians. His parents' generosity had a profound impact on Alexis, who wished to renounce all of his wealth. His parents, however, had chosen a wife for him. Out of obedience, he obliged them. But on his wedding day, he obtained permission from his bride to leave her. He then fled to Syria, where he lived as a beggar and taught children about God. Twenty years later, Alexis returned to Rome and went as a beggar to his parents' house. They did not recognize him. He lived under their stairs for 17 years. The servants were cruel to him, and he never told his parents who he really was. When he died, his parents found a note telling them who he was and how he had lived his life in penance all for the love of God. His feast day is July 17th, and he is the patron saint of beggars. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. So, you love listening to The Quest, but can't always listen live? No worries. Now with the Quest Atlanta app, you never have to miss out. Listen on demand, submit prayer requests, catch up on the latest headlines, and so much more. Available on the App Store and Google Play today. There are hundreds of billions of stars in our galaxy and over 100 billion galaxies in our universe. When you think about that, it's easy to feel insignificant and small. But I think God is looking down from heaven saying, you're huge next to all this. Look, as big as the mountains are, can they make a choice? As big as an ocean is, can it love someone? As big as a galaxy is, can it change directions? No, but you can. More than anything in creation, you are the mirror image of God. You have a soul. You have an intellect and will. You can know, make decisions, give and receive love. And ultimately, you're made to share in the love of God forever. You stand apart from everything, and you'll still be around long after all this has passed. Sure, you're physically small in this universe, but when you think about the ways that you and all people stand out from the rest of creation, you're kind of a big deal. <laughs> this is Chris Stefanik from ReallifeCatholic.com. Hi, I'm Daisy Whiting from St. Anne's Parish in Marietta, Georgia. You're listening to Atlanta Catholic Radio, AM 1160, The Quest. You're listening to AM 1160, The Quest, as we are wrapping up the last few hours of The Quest's Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, 470-508-1160. Big thanks to Linda for calling in and making a donation during this hour, and John as well. And you, if you are on the line, please hang out for just a few minutes as we get through to you and help you to become a donor and a sponsor of The Quest. Truly, The Quest is your catholic atlanta radio station you make this happen you're the ones who keep us on the air you're the ones who are helping us to grow in all sorts of different areas if you haven't done so your time is running out to call in and support us during this family strong spirit drive 470 
1160. We need one more pledge and we get to ring the bell again. So make sure you call in right now. 470-508-1160. One more pledge. And then Mitch, he took my rosary. Now he's going to take the bell. He's going to get that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I almost had to tackle him, but then I realized I tried to mimic Atlanta defense and that wouldn't make a difference. So uh, <laughs> anyway, so he, he got my black and red rosary. So now the deal though, Mitch, I forgot to tell you this. Now you get to pray for my five kids for their vocations as well. So next time you use that rosary, if you would pray for their vocations, I would greatly appreciate that. I will. I definitely will. So again, 470-508-1160 as we're talking with the good folks from HopeReborn.org. It's the Comunita Chinacolo America and Albino, as well as his wife, Joyce Aranyo, joining us. Albino is the director of Chinacolo in America. Rich is also in the, in the studio. Rich, who has a story to share of his experience finding Chinacolo the way it has changed his life as well. Rich... Welcome to the to the studio. Uh, thanks for having me here today. So how how did you discover Chinaco? How did it become a part of your life? Um, so my parents told me about it, and the way that they found out about it was through their uh, parish priest, and he knew about it when it first came to America, whatever that was, 20 years ago, I guess, and or 10 years, I'm not exactly sure, but 25 years ago. Uh, so... He knew about it then, and I guess whenever he knew of somebody that was struggling, uh, he would tell them about the community, and I'm the first person that he's ever got to enter the community. <laughs> um, so he's how I found out about it, and, and my parents really just like, you know, they prayed for me to, to enter, and um, do you want to know like my full story? Yeah, well, what, 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 what were you struggling with that well, led you to it in so the first place? I was struggling with, I had pretty bad drug and alcohol problem it was it was both things um and you know i was in and out of college a couple times uh i worked a couple like dead-end jobs i was in all these relationships that just uh you know they went nowhere and they were no good for me and uh you know i completely lost my faith too really i was raised catholic but the only thing that i ever did like growing up i was all right i i you know i believed in the things that i was taught but probably by the time i was 14 15 i didn't believe in in jesus or the eucharist or anything like that i just went to church to to appease my parents and i took on this atheistic view of of life and like i was very like into like like the arts and music and things like that and that kind of culture kind of took away from like my catholic roots and i just got no, I, I delved into that and I got into drugs and alcohol and uh, so dealing with that like I said I just ended up at a place where I had I had nowhere else to turn like I ended up in jail for a DUI and possession charges and how old uh, were you then I was 20 I don't even know I think it was 20 21 something like that um, so yeah and after that I really I was just living in in my car and really from place to place I I had a little apartment but I got kicked out of that and and uh, then I was just sleeping on, on people's couches. And at one one night, like I said, nowhere to go. And, and I called my mom and I said, can I come back to to your house? And she said, yeah, you can come back. But we have to talk about like what your options are. If you do come back, you're not just going to stay here for free. So I came back and she said, you know, if, if you're going to be here, you're going to try and change. And there's this community that we want you to, to think about going to. And uh when did you push back on that? I, I did first when I found out that it was a Catholic-based like community or rehab because I I never went to I tried to go to one place for rehab before and that was just like a a real quick like week long thing, um, so like that obviously didn't really change anything when yeah. I was there, 
Um, so then this was going to be the first place where I was going to. First of all, she said it was three years. I, th- I said, you're crazy. Like, I'm not going to go <laughs> anywhere for three years. And then when she said that it's based in the Catholic faith, again, like I was atheist at that point, I was like, there's yeah, she no... she wasn't selling it very well. She wasn't selling yeah, it very yeah, well yeah. at all. And the only thing that she had was the fact that I had nowhere else to go or nothing, no one to turn to. So I kind of, I was out of options. I had to, mm. I had to do it. Um so yeah, I, I did my my three working days when I went to the community to see how it was and um I remember I remember the first day there it was just it was miserable. It was in the middle of the summer and it was so hot and like I just didn't like it at all. But I knew I knew even after the first day that I'm probably going to come back to this place just because I saw that the guys there they really did they changed their lives and like I didn't necessarily want to be like them, but I knew that my parents wanted me to change my life, and and I, like like I said, I had no other no other options, so I I knew I was going to be be coming back and trying to change. So I went home, and after a couple of weeks, uh, I came back and I entered the community, and it was it was rough because I I entered um, and like Albino was saying, you know, it's a very simple life. I came from a life of. Uh, you know, I was like my parents weren't rich or anything like that. I didn't have like the the nicest things, nicest car, nicest clothes. But I came from. I was always on my phone. I love music. I love art. I love all this type of stuff. And I kind of gave all that up when I came to community and to dive into a faith that I don't even believe in. I truly like had to give up everything mm. and find it within myself to want to change. And through the community, through prayer, through the people around me all the guys that are in the community, that's really what helped me to, to change. And I can say now that after, you know, I have a little bit more than two years in the community, I I have a really strong faith. I believe in like Jesus Christ, the Eucharist, the presence of the Eucharist, the power of prayer. I felt it numerous times when just turning to to him. Um, when, when did the thing. switch, when did the, the, the flip switch, or the switch flip for you? Uh, I mean, it took a while. It took like at least eight or nine months. It was, really? it was a long time of... Yeah. And that was going to the, like we're saying, three rosaries a day. So I'm doing all these things three times a day, going to the chapel, sitting in front of the Eucharist. And when I, when I was first there, I was just, this is just a, this is really just a piece of bread. Like, the, I don't know why I'm in here right now. So it took eight, nine months for me to really, truly believe that there was something present in the community, present in the Eucharist, and it was Jesus. And now I, I could say that I, I truly believe that, so... Where do you think you'd be right now if it wasn't for Chinaclo? Uh I wouldn't be anywhere good. I would be out on the street somewhere or I really have no clue. I was not on a I was not going down the best path. Like I said, I came here because I had nowhere else to turn to. Um so I'd probably either be homeless or in jail. Mm. The phone number to call right now, 470-508-1160. That's the number for the quest. Maybe you'd like to make a donation in honor of these men and the work that they have done in their own lives, the inspiration that they provide as you're listening right now to Catholic Radio in Metro Atlanta here on AM 1160, The Quest. This is the Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive as we are in the last few hours raising the funds necessary to continue this good work. You know, normally you hear us sharing the different shows that are available on EWTN Radio, the wonderful content. Later on today, we'll be speaking with Dr. David Anders from EWTN's Call to Communion, the wonderful programming that you have come to expect from the Quest. But we'd also love to be able to provide more local content. Chinaclo, there's 
different branches of it around the United States. Maybe Albino and Joyce, if you could talk a little bit about the structure of it and how people in Atlanta uh, could find out about it, where they would go for help with this kind of stuff. Or maybe talk, uh, in, in addition to that, of how it impacts people all around the country and all around the world as well. Well, you know, Chinacolo has been in the United States for the last 25 years. And we started in one farm, a small farm in St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, and we were invited from a, a local priest over there. Now he's a bishop, Bishop Becker, ah. Bishop of Birmingham, Alabama. And he was the pastor of the cathedral. And he was really moved when he went to Italy and searching for a different organization to do something for the homeless, for the people that were struggling. And over there in Rome, they were advised, it was advised to encounter different community, and then also there was the community, and one of those was Comunità Cenacolo. When he met Madre Elvira, the founder of Comunità Cenacolo in Italy, he was very impressed because it was really faith-based and Eucharistic-based. And that was the attraction that he had. He came back, and with the local bishop, they were able to invite us. And so I was one of the seven guys that came to America to, and also, these are talking 25 years ago, so mm. the community was only 10 years old when I came to America, and that was my third years in community. And, uh, and so we came to America to open the community, you know, seven Italians, culture shock, <laughs> without knowing much of English. So Mother Vera sent us over there, you speak English, not too much, okay, go to America. So, <laughs> so it was really an interesting uh, beginning. Yeah. And also it was a struggle because the, the proposal of Comunità Cenacolo is completely the opposite of the American culture. A lot of sacrifice, uh, simplicity of life, no, no power tools, uh, no, no girlfriends coming in community, no TV, uh, no relationship with the outside, uh, long term. So three years, uh, the proposal of three years uh, in community was really, you guys are crazy, uh, is impossible. And so we struggled a lot in the beginning. But then, little by little, when the first uh, few Americans, they really end up staying in community for a longer period of time. So we saw that we were able to fill up the first house. And then we opened the second house, that is another house in, in, in the area, St. Augustine area. And then we opened a house for the girls, because also there was a need for them too. So we opened the third house. It was Santa Maria Goretti, the house for mm. the girls in mm. St. Augustine. And then eventually when Bishop Becker was moved from uh, Charleston and then eventually to Birmingham, Alabama, he was the one who really invited us to go in his diocese. Mm. And we opened a community really close to the shrine of Mother Angelic oh, nice. in Ensville area. And and so being there now, how many how many men? Because the the community in Alabama is just for men. Am I understanding that correctly? Only for men. And so how many men are in residence at the community right now? Altogether, we have around hundred people. Really? Resident between the all com- the four communities that we have in Florida, yeah. in, in in Florida in Alabama, and then we have uh, uh, some in, in the missions in in South America. Somebody are in Europe in, in some houses in Europe. Uh, we have also one girl that is uh, two people that are in Africa and our mission in Africa. So some of these young men and women that came to the community are now serving in the missions, you know, helping other people over there. And also it's a beautiful experience of their own life. 
you know? The phone number is 470-508-1160. I'm Greg Willits. You're listening to AM 1160, The Quest. During our Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, joined this hour by Albino and Joyce Aranio. Albino is the director of Chinaclo in America. You can find the website at www.hopereborn.org. Hopereborn.org. I'm I'm just so entranced by the idea of this community, and and, and we're we're hearing stories of people who are struggling in life with alcohol and drug addiction and other things. As you're talking about being in a community where uh, they're separated in so many ways from the world, what do you do all day? What what what's what's life like on a daily basis? We've heard about the three rosaries, but then what? You would be surprised, but the life in community is very strict and very fulfilled. So there is the moment of prayer, you wake up, prayer, you know, before breakfast, before you eat, before you feed your body, you feed your soul first. Hmm. So prayer, then breakfast, and then there is eight hours of work every day in the community, uh, farming, which we have a garden, cleaning, landscaping, constructions, wood shop, uh, welding shop, you know, work. Regular work, yeah. learning how to to realize that the work is a gift, the dignity of work, you know, to learn also to to create some discipline, some structure for the person, and then the, the, there is a, the free time. Usually, you're never alone. You're always scheduled to after, during the meals. You know, there are meals together, lunch time, twelve o'clock, and then there is a second rosary of the day at one fifteen. But in between, there is also a moment that you are sitting down with another guy and you share, talking, friendship, relationship, learning how to relate to each other. There is no lonely time. There is no my time, alone time. In community, there is not alone time. And then, and then there is the second rosary, usually walking or working. Because also we can adjust in life. It's not always you can go in the chapel. Right, right. You know, when you're going to be outside in the world. So they usually walk or, they, or they, they do it during work time. And then you work until 5.30. Sometimes you quit a little bit early. There is a sport or, you know, running a little bit, you know, to keep you in shape. You mm-hmm. know, those are, they're all young. They need to move. <laughs> we need to get them going. And then there is uh, the, third, the third part of prayer of the day where you go back to the chapel, where there is a moment that is the third rosary of the day, usually the glorious. And then uh, there is a moment of sharing. Sharing through the word, of, the word of God, you know, to the gospel of the day, how it impacted you, and also sharing about what is going on with you. Hmm. Because you can talk with everybody else all day, but in the meantime, inside your mind, what is going on, really? Are you thinking about outside? Are you thinking about living in the community? Are you thinking about uh, the trouble that you've done before, all the problems that you have made before, <laughs> the regrets that you have, all the sadness, uh, anxiety, whatever you have, you know? So you, you can share. There is a moment of sharing. Then there is dinner. After dinner, dishes, 9.30, lights out. So the day, Francisco, at 9.30, you're ready to go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you wake up at 5.30 in the morning, 6 o'clock. So it's not like you want to stay up until late because you are tired. 
right? Yes. <laughs> you guys can feel it more. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then you come over here and it's an hour time difference. And so you're going to get all messed up when you go back too. So right, speaking right now with folks from Chinaclo, again, the website, hopereborn.org. And as we are having this discussion, it's really important to continue pointing out that we're doing this in the midst of the Quest's Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. You're listening to the Quest AM 1160 because, well, maybe God brought you here. Maybe unexpectedly you're scanning through the channels looking for something different to listen to and you stumbled upon this it happens all the time it's the way that the holy spirit oftentimes works and just imagine if this radio station didn't exist imagine if someone who desperately needs help and hope imagine there's a family struggling through drug addiction or other addictions right now and imagine that person stumbling upon the quest and realizing that there is hope that hope can be reborn that there is a place where they can find healing when they're struggling in life. And then ask yourself, well, what if the quest didn't exist and there wouldn't be an opportunity for them to hear about things like this in the Atlanta area? Imagine if there wasn't Catholic radio providing great, edifying, prayerful information, education, catechesis, and life-giving hope throughout the course of your day. What a blessing it is that we have the quest here in Atlanta. And we're blessed that you're listening right now. We truly are. We are so thankful that you're spending your time listening to the quest, that you have a desire to grow in your faith, that you have a desire to grow closer to Jesus Christ. And so we are asking you to prayerfully, in these last few hours of our spirit drive, we are asking you to prayerfully consider being one of our donors to help us to continue this vitally important work. We need to see these lines lighting up for the rest of this afternoon until we close up everything around 6 o'clock today and we go back to our regular broadcasting schedule. But between now and 6 p.m. Eastern, we need your help. This is it. This is our last-ditch attempt for the next several months until we need to do this again in the spring. We need the funds to be able to continue to grow, to do new things. And if we don't hear from you, if we don't reach those goals, then we don't have what we need to continue to grow Catholic Radio in the metro Atlanta area. So please, if the Holy Spirit is prompting you right now, please don't hesitate. Pick up your phone, 470-508-1160. That's 470-508-1160. Joyce, I want to ask you a little bit, because we're hearing from all these gentlemen. Talk about the the women that are in Chinaclo. I imagine many of their stories are the same. You're in Alabama. You're there with your husband. How how does that work? The separation of men and women and all that kind of thing in Chinaclo. I'm sure that's a question that some people may have. Yeah, where Albino and I actually live in St. Augustine. Oh, okay. So we're in the town where the two two of the guys' houses are and the girls' houses. But for sure, our young women come to us just like the guys, very very wounded wounded in their own lives and those wounds having taken them on the path of addiction, on the path of alcohol and drug usage. Um, nobody starts out in their life saying, I want to become a drug addict. Um, it, it comes out of suffering mm. for the most part. You know, it comes out of wounds. Um, so our girls have the same journey as the guys. And I think, I just feel compelled to say, what you see in the girls and what you see in the guys, if you were to come to the community, is joy. You see joy. I mean, we've been talking a lot about how community is hard and it's a shock to get there and three rosaries and, you know, <laughs> nobody believes and, wow, you know, hard work. And all that is true. Um, 
but these guys and the girls would be the first to tell you and you would see it visibly. That's what people see when they come to a community house. They see eyes that are radiant and they see smiles and they uh, can touch the peace that is just abundant in our community houses. Uh, it is a simple, prayerful, hardworking life, but it's full of joy and it is full of laughter. And, you know, even our, our, what we call our sons and daughters, our guys who've had their journey in community three years, four years, five years, six years, and they exit, they are the first ones to say, oh my gosh, the joy in community, the simplicity, the friendship, uh, just the laughter, it's unique. Mm. It's unique because it's a life immersed in the Lord, and that doesn't mean okay, all you're doing is praying, but it's you're immersed in living the gospel, you know, in, in being truthful with each other and confronting each other and challenging each other and helping each other look at their selfishness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she points at me again. <laughs> you know, our pride, our lack of truth, our laziness, our things that are a part of every human being that you don't have to be a drug addict. You know, we're all the same. You know, it's just that, that their, you know, brokenness and their sinfulness took them down a certain path that others of us don't go. But yeah. fundamentally... We're all broken in the same way. And what the guys and girls find and the families find is joy. And is they joy. can find more of that joy at HopeReborn.org. That's the website. Thank you to Albino, Joyce, Kevin, Mitch, as well as Rich. Thank you, guys, uh, everyone, for being here. It was a joy for me to spend this time with you. And, and I just truly appreciate you being here for the Quest Spirit Strong, uh, excuse me, Strong Spirit Drive here today on AM 1160. Thank you all. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. And we get to ring the bell also. Mitch, you got the rosary, so I'm going to give it to Rich. Uh, Rich gets to ring the bell as we got another donor. Thank you so much. 470-508-1160. I'm Greg Willis. We'll continue with the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive coming up here in just a few moments.